Hey guys, welcome to the Nerds of the Roundtable podcast. My name is Lucas Watkins, and today I'll be joined by Jonathan Duckett, Joshua Reinhardt, a.k.a. Hey. RPG Reinhardt, a.k.a. Spidey, hey. and uh, Ethan Beecham. Uh, today we're, we're going to be talking about Falcon the Winter Soldier, episode one, uh, kind of our thoughts on it and a breakdown. Uh, Jonathan, why don't you get us started? Uh, tell us a little bit about the that beginning scene. Well, I mean, right off the bat, we are getting some uh, great, a good combat. Uh, we get the canyon scene. Um, well, you know, he's he's talking with the armies. He's jumps out of the plane, does his cool thing. That's a reference to Captain America because he jumped out of the plane in the um, in Civil War. I'm dude. We're gonna have to restart this. I'm fucked. Oh my goodness! You're <laughs> you shouldn't ask How me to explain things. Have? I thought I you could do you, it. How many drinks have you had? Just the vodka. But I totally wasn't prepared to talk like that. You didn't tell me I was oh. going to do an intro. I wasn't going to. Why didn't you didn't even tell me I was going to do the explanation? Okay. I can do it. I just didn't remember when Captain America jumped out of the plane and went after him. <laughs> you you like did the episode out of word. Okay. okay. I won't. I won't ask you. I'll just start. Didn't okay. it? You just don't. don't I messed up the it. intro anyway. All right. <laughs> Just don't ask me okay. questions. I'll just, I'll just right. interject. Just don't ask me things. We'll have to let Evan know. We just duck it, screwed it up. Um, you know. Okay. Three, two, one. Hey, guys, and welcome to the Nerds of the Roundtable podcast. My name is Lucas Watkins. Today I'll be joined by Mr. Jonathan Duckett, Joshua hey. Reinhardt, a.k.a. RPG Reinhardt, a.k.a. Spidey, and Mr. Ethan Beecham. Today we're going to be talking about Falcon the Winter Soldier, Episode 1, uh, New World Order. Uh, let's just jump right in. Um, so we start the, this first episode, um, we see a scene with Sam, um, you know, and he's remembering uh, his encounter with Captain America at the end of Avengers Endgame. Um, Steve tries to get him, the Sam still doesn't feel like he's fully ready. Um, he feels like that mantle should be um, just for Steve. Um, you know, it's kind of big shoes to fill, uh, being that kind of symbol. Um, so we see that struggle, and we see that later on in the episode uh, as we go on. He's still like struggling with that. Um, and he even goes on to uh, give up the shield for the uh, for the museum. Um, and then right at that scene, we have our big canyon scene. Um, Spidey, you want to kind of jump into that a little bit for us? Yeah. So we obviously see at the start of the canyon scene, we see uh, you know Sam getting ready to jump out of a military plane that is flying. What was it near? It was uh, near. Um... What was, what was this the ta- this country was near? What is it? Libya, Libya yeah, uh, yeah, Libya, yeah. Libya. And basically, uh, Sam is about to embark on a mission to rescue a uh, captain that was basically taken under control by uh, what was it? Boat was it? 
LeBron. It was the LAF terrorist group, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, uh, LAF or whatever. Yeah, LAF. Bitch, I thought LAF uh, is an organization. It's actually in the comics, so it's it's something that uh, yeah. came up with. I liked the scene where he jumped out of the plane because uh, that's something that Captain America did. And uh, what was it, Winter Soldier, right? The mm-hmm. our mission on the boat, and yeah. he just jumps out without a parachute. Oh, the first Avenger. So, yeah, the first Avenger too. He just jumped yeah, out. I just thought, and they're like, "Did he have yeah, a parachute?" I, I thought that was hilarious because Sam does the same thing. All cocky, just falls right out, and it's like, "Come on!" My <laughs> major thing Could was you not be any more cap. We we like as you know uh, as Sam starts flying towards the uh, the the plane that this captain is on and the LAF have taken control over and they've already taken control of the plane and like the soldier guys that they're working with that are on, his ground forces basically covering covering him from the ground uh, they don't even know that they have already taken control of the plane already like they had already they obviously had like gotten in. They like swooped in and was able to take over the plane without them even like knowing that they had taken control of it already. And they were like interrogating the guy and everything. And the cool thing that I saw that was the greatest thing I saw yet was uh, we saw him use the Red Wing uh, more in this fight and everything that we saw. Like we saw a little bit of this during a civil war and stuff like that when he used Red Wing. But if you guys remember in the comics, Red Wing was actually a Falcon that he had a telekinetic connection with. It wasn't really a machine. Right. It was actually a Falcon that he legitly had a tele- telepathic connection with. And, you know, it was it was really use, like interesting to see how they got that to work because I can only imagine the CGI they would have to try and use to get a Falcon to look like it was flying around with Sam and everything. I can only imagine <laughs> the trouble they would right. have to go through in the CGI. And yeah. I know... They added that realistic uh, aspect to it, mm-hmm. and that's what I like a lot about Marvels. They they have these grand gestures of mistakes and stuff like that, but they're able to make it more down to earth too, with with effects and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. Something I really liked is that uh, now Falcon uh, uh, in his Red Wing. I mean, Red Wing's now like he's acted, uh, so that was something yeah. cool. I kind of saw like he was giving commands and like. Wait, we heard it like beeping, kind of like kind of like two D two. Is kind of what came to mind. Yeah, yeah. It's and, companion. They actually made a really funny right. reference to the uh, to the comics uh, as well when it comes to Red Wing and stuff. Because after the mission was all over and everything had com- concluded, uh, uh, you know, Sam was talking to the one of the, the captain guys that was a part of the uh, ground forces or whatever, and he was right. talking to him and he said. Yeah, Troy. And he said, uh, he said, like, he tried to help him fix up the Red Wing and stuff like that. And he basically. Talking about Torres? Uh, yeah. Yeah, Torres. Torres. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> right. Shut up. To it. <laughs> anyway, um, but basically, <laughs> he's like trying to help him with the Red Wing and er- Red Wing and everything and trying to like improve it or whatever and trying to help Sam or whatever. And he's just like, no, don't touch it. Because anytime one of the tech guys messes with it, he has a fit or something like that. Like Red Wing is actually like a legit thing. And it's funny because that's actually a reference to a comics too, because Red Wing in the comics did not like anybody else but Sam. They would like nobody could go near Red Wing because he did not like anybody but Sam. Yeah, yeah I really right. like that. I kind of wonder um, if maybe the government could be like kind of sabotaging uh, Sam by interfering with his tech. Because we see during that canyon scene, like his 
his thrusters actually fail for a little bit. Well, it's because it got shot. Um, and that kind of... Yeah, he took a, right. He took a hit to the back. Right, but I mean, he he has said that like every every time that, that the government like puts their hands on Red Wing, like something happens, uh, it doesn't quite work right. So that could be could be something we could see, like the government just setting up uh, Falcon yeah. to fail because they too much want into the to take up the mantle. I think it's more of a thing, like you know, so, Red Wing needs like uh, special, like a special type of like tech, right. like Ti right. kind of stuff to it. Like, and I think that's what he's trying to reference is that basically these normal military guys that are just plain engineers right. or whatever they don't understand the complexity of what Red Wing is and how it functions right. and everything. And every time they mess with it, exactly. It's Stark level tech. It's like, extremely yeah, it, high tech. Really what yeah. he says is that it's Tony Stark level tech here. And then, you know, Tony Stark doesn't let anyone mess with his stuff. Like, it's it's his hands or no one, basically. It's baby. Yeah. Right. I mean, in, in the uh, first Iron Man movie, like, people, or um, Iron Man 2, sorry. Um, people were trying to duplicate yeah, yeah armor, armor and like we see I'm all just, these countries yeah they're like is failing that, miserably i mean it just goes to show this tech is like, like leaps away uh, that, from where everyone that, else that was the funny <laughs> thing is he was like it's like is that hammer and he's just like that pilot survived that yeah. <laughs> his family's been well compensated for it <laughs> that was a funny oh, reference too wow but I, oh. they introduced Torres. yeah Oh, and something I do want to say. Yeah, Torres is a character. I heard that name uh, in that first episode, the first time around, and like uh, it made me so happy because uh, Torres actually becomes Falcon mm-hmm. in the comics after um, after Sam takes up the mantle like of Captain gonna... America. Yeah. Um, so that'll be interesting if we see Torres kind of step into that spot yeah. and he, he it's could very join the Avengers because that means if. Sam does take on the shield. He doesn't just take on the shield. He's taking on the mantle. Mm-hmm. I and mean, he is becoming Captain America. Maybe that's what this story is all right. about, is his story of becoming Captain America. Uh, and I would love to see that. Yeah. So it's not just a name. Yeah. Like, it's a it's a symbol for the entire world. So a quick thing that I noticed, uh, and I saw this, uh, I, I didn't know if this was kind of an Easter egg or if it was like a reference or whatever. And we know that... Uh, Batroc or whatever, he has worked alongside uh, Hydra in the comics. And basically, if you look at the uh, the flight suits that they're using during the uh, the canyon sequence, they're colored in the Hydra colors, which is really interesting. Hey, Hydra's uh, still there. Um, I hope they reintroduce S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. too, because I, I feel like that's something we need is a S.H.I.E.L.D. organization. Because mm-hmm. we have S.W.O.R.D. and Outer Space. Right. We ne- Earth needs S.H.I.E.L.D. again. I definitely think that's to come, and maybe that's what's Bucky's storyline is because I've done some reading and some articles online, and people are uh, theorizing maybe Bucky's becoming the new director of Shield, and I would love to see that. I think because that would give him a chance to redeem himself uh, from all the damage he's done, is help rebuild the world. And you see, he wants. That'd be to interesting. I don't know if, if he would do that. I think rather maybe uh, that could be something Sharon Rogers could do. Maybe. Well, that's uh, maybe good. that could be like her part in it. Maybe they could do it together, and that's something we'll see yeah. because I definitely think you know they have clear intentions of an evolution for these characters through the end of this series, and um, that's something we can right. See I, th- I think you know our title is like Falcon and Winter Soldier, but like th- these are names that they're they're 
I think I feel like these stories are trying to get away from. Yeah. I mean, Winter Soldier's background, it's it's all like, you know, he's been murdering people for like decades. Yeah. For several decades. And Falcon, um, you know, he's eventually going to give up the the name of Falcon and become Captain America. So I feel like I feel like our title is has multiple meanings because yeah. it's I feel like these are titles that they're gonna end up giving up by the end of the series. And the thing is too is like even Bucky's like re- renouncing his title of Winter Soldier. It's one of his rules. Right. I am no longer the Winter Soldier, I am James Buchanan Barnes. So I think that is pivotal too, is like we are seeing these titles being dropped and maybe a, an evolution is occurring, a new a new age of heroes is what we're we are expecting to see. That's what they need, and maybe that's what we're gonna get out of them is a new as a new age for them. Yeah, it's kinda like right. and a question this brings to mind is um is who is um who is the winter soldier gonna be? Like who's who is uh, Bucky gonna be if not when the winter soldier? I mean, because I don't think he'll take the name of White Wolf. Who I mean I'm trying to think who he could pet name. What mantle you think, could take up? I I think to be honest, when I think about it. I think that like you know when you think of the Winter Soldier and stuff like that as a name, you know, like it's tied to Hydra and everything. But like you gotta remember that like uh, I think I think Bucky would keep the name of Winter Soldier, but not in like the same context as when he worked when he was mind controlled by Hydra. I yeah. think it'll become something a lot different. Right. People gotta later remember on that. Winter Soldier was a hero in the comic books. He was Captain America's sidekick in the mm-hmm. comic books. And he wasn't a full-grown man. He was a, he was a young boy, really, at the start of it. And so, like, the title of the Winter Soldier has not always been something, you know, of evil, a, a villain of, you know, of Hydra. So that title right. can be remade, reforged, um, because in the comic books, there was, you know, light at the end of the tunnel for that character. He wasn't always all bad. And maybe we'll finally see that redemption that we he needs. A purpose that yeah. obviously they're trying to foreshadow that he's trying to find. And see now the, the big question yeah. you gotta ask yourself too is like like how will like and I'm talking about like as these two shows in the whole as a whole or whatever, you know, with like WandaVision and uh uh Cap like Falcon and the Winter Soldier and stuff like that, like because we saw that like in WandaVision that like we saw like everything with like Wanda and vision and stuff happened and everything. But like, it was against an enemy that was personal to them. And obviously we're seeing another kind of enemy that's personal to captain and the winter soldier or whatever. And not necessarily just like not Falcon really, because like, you know, Falcon's kind of like involved, but like, it's more of like a, like a, a thing between, you know, captain America and the winter soldier. And you know, if, if Falcon does, if Sam does pick up, the name of Captain America and everything that means that both Captain America and uh, Bucky will be fighting alongside each other again once, like they did in the comics. Yeah, in a way, um, not I directly. Think, I think with this, this one's right. taking a different route than WandaVision. I think WandaVision mm-hmm. putting up like you know the Mystic Arts, Doctor Strange, and all that. I think this is going to be setting up real world events on Earth, uh, reestablishing um, the MCU's timeline on earth and making it more coherent for what we have now um right because yeah, they have to move forward from the blip and how do they do so they reestablish governments they reestablish what it means for the heroes on earth because all of the heroes we had previously really aren't there anymore and so i think this is just something that they're they're trying to 
um, have a two-folded battle, one of the mystic arts and outer space, those kind of storylines, but also try to keep us grounded to Earth with separate storylines, but also be connected. And that's where Winter Soldier and Falcon will struggle, but have to succeed in in order to have further great stories that are grounded on Earth. Yeah, I think there are some similarities, though, because, um, I mean, you know, Wanda had, like, le she leveled up big time uh, mm -hmm. the end of WandaVision. And um, within Falcon and Winter Soldier, I mean, I definitely think, you know, the stakes are getting higher. I think I think they're going to come out of this, um, whatever conflict they have in this, I, I feel like um, they're going to be completely different coming out. They're tier one and before Endgame, now they're tier two. They're level so, up. So if you kind of think about it, it's kind of like these TV shows, because, you know, we were supposed to have, uh, what was it, the Black Widow movie. Here. We were supposed to have the Black Widow movie before, you know, the pandemic and everything happened. So that's and it's really interesting that, uh, you know, we're going down this route and everything with the televisions and stuff like that, because, like, I don't think they've ever done this before with uh, a television series besides like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. or whatever. When it yeah, comes to like, related stuff. The this is completely ignored. Yeah. Well, the yeah. movies ignored Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. where Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. acknowledge events with from the movies. Yeah. So this is the first time that they have they're acknowledging events from the TV shows. In, that's in the movies, but we won't see that with Black Widow because Black Widow is set before all of this. It's before set before Endgame, so that's and that's what we talked about in previous podcasts, like why they're not afraid to delay it because they know it won't have a significant impact mm -hmm. on this current timeline that we're in. Um, and you know, so no, but, I think uh, the next time a movie will have an impact on the current timeline will be what Shang Chi. Um, that's, I, or what's that's next, right? As in the summer in July. So. Yeah, so that one will be in the timeline current of what the TV shows will be, and that, maybe that's even what uh, Winter Soldier and Falcon, which should will be building off of, is setting some of maybe. that up too. Maybe we'll could get be. some cameos. Or, or this kind of could kind of be like a show, like the shows are just kind of like growth for these characters mm -hmm. to kind of oh, develop into, uh, right. into into a force that basically will appear in like a later movie or something like that against some greater evil. And I think that's what some issues movies have is that they don't have fleshed out characters and that's why they don't do so well. Mm -hmm. With this, we're having more fleshed out characters that you usually get in great TV shows, but now we'll be able to add those to the movies. And so it'll have more of an effect on us when we do watch those movies. Because like, you know, when Iron Man passed away, we had years and years of films where he's been built up and it was an emotional thing. Yeah. You know, and that's something that they can now recreate over one TV show. So uh, so many more moments with him. So so back trying to get back on topic here real quick. Uh, so basically, you know, we see Falcon swoop in at the last second, save this captain from you know the LAF from getting away with him, and then we see him talking to Torres and you know kind of having this kind of like growth between these two characters, like kind of like this kind of attachment in a way, which is very it's interesting. Just like how you know, how Lucas is saying how he will take up the mantle of Falcon and then he, yeah. uh, Sam will take up the mantle of Captain America, which I can definitely see that happening for sure. But I think Sam as a character himself needs a little bit of growth during this show before he might take up the mantle because there's something, something that's in his mentality right now that he has, you know, Steve up on a pedestal and thinks that he's not worthy enough to pick up that mantle. It, and I it's, think it's not even that too, because the world has to accept him as well. Exactly. Um, but also with that, we, we move forward. And I think what the next scene is with Bucky, right? With therapy. And I really have, like but also uh, don't forget about how Torres is uh, like he's getting involved with like those uh, those with symbols, like, or whatever. For, 
Yeah, with the flag right. smashers. They, they do talk about the flag smashers, and um, and they yes. have that conversation. And uh, basically, Torres says like he's going to keep an eye on that uh, on them, like through internet. Oh, chatter he kept an eye on it for sure. But going off of what you just said, going off on what you just said, Spidey, I, I definitely uh, enjoyed seeing the kind of of admiration that Torres had for Falcon um, and seeing like that whole canyon scene I definitely think um, e- even if Sam doesn't believe it himself I definitely think he's ready for that to take on the mantle of Captain America I mean he's definitely proved himself time and time again that he's worthy of that he just needs to prove it to himself yeah and so then next so but going off of uh, like Bucky and therapy what did you guys think of of kind of like his flashbacks and that whole thing? I enjoyed the the banter that him and the um, his psychiatrist had uh, in to therapy. To be honest with you, I think all the scenes with Bucky were my my favorite parts of this whole. They were very dramatic, movie. very yeah, dramatic, just, and I like how they touch on yeah. the fact that you know he says it. He's like, "I've been in war for ninety years, and now what? Like, I don't have a purpose. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to redeem myself." And it kind of it's a parallel to you know Captain America. He's the same thing. He's been at war this whole time, and like when he had had his connection with uh, Sam and talked about how like you know he's talking about the beds and he's like beds feel like well see that's after sleeping on rocks. Like Cap's always had that same mentality too. And I think he's he's having that kind of soldier duress from it all. And, and see, I that's like the interesting too, too, is that you say like like how he was saying that he was at war for like forty years and stuff like that, and it's very similar to what Cap had to go through because he was uh, frozen in ice for so long, and then you know with Bucky or whatever, it's literally like uh, it was literally like Bucky was frozen in ice for forty years because he basically he was. was under the it was under the control of Hydra, so he had no uh, yeah. control over himself and was basically yeah. just doing yeah. their bidding for forty years, so he basically had no. All he knew was fighting and everything that he knew under Hydra. And so yeah. he doesn't know anything about civilian life. This is literally like real soldiers trying right. to go back to civilian life. And it's almost impossible for them. They have flashbacks, like they have PTSD. This is literally like watching a soldier trying to come back into civilian life and watching them go through these mental problems and stuff like that when yeah. it comes to being back in civilian life. And like Bucky obviously having issues trying to date again, have his and you know, after being stuck doing Hydra's bidding for forty years, like, could you imagine that having no recollection of that at all either? You know, who'd be right. perfect to help? And it's him? really traumatic for him um, going forward because it. I mean, he, um, you know, he's done so many things in his life that he just can't take back. Like, it's it's not even his character at all would, would do any of those things. Yeah. Um, you, yet he's committed like one. so many. Like, and stuff like that it's like really taking a toll on bucky you know there's one person that can help him that bucky knows one person sam wilson you know why i say that because he's literally worked with helping veterans get over ptsd that's how we get that's a, true. an encounter with captain america oh, and sam wilson he's literally See, i was thinking people with that but that's like I was thinking Bruce Banner because of that scene with him and uh, oh, Tony Stark. Shut up! He's like I'm a good doctor. But <laughs> I think Sam is a perfect person to have that connection with because they're both soldiers. He's had experience with helping people get through PTSD and recover from a loss of someone or a loss of something like a limb or something. He knows how to handle that. 
and maybe that's part of why he gets Bucky is back with him is because Sam is like helping him without him knowing. Um, that's something I think is very interesting because Sam could be that support Bucky needs because he I definitely think he's he's struggling, and we see that a lot with the date scene where he just leaves the date all up a sudden upset and goes and leaves because you know he's he's struggling to cope with his actions and even in normal day-to-day life he's being constantly reminded of what he's done wrong and i think sam is the perfect person for him to help him get through that he doesn't need therapy we're men here we don't cry we rely on our bros to get us through it ethan what'd you think about all the to the therapy scene in winter soldier I thought it was quite funny, but it was also kind of interesting how he didn't really seem to trust her that much. He was yeah, just they had very interesting banter. With a notebook. Yeah, I thought it was really... Don't get the notebook out. It was funny when she was like, what do you really want? And he was like, peace. And she was like, no. <laughs> yeah. You ain't gonna get that. There can never be peace in the universe or in the world, guy. It you gotta get used to it. That's how it is. Well, that's because the internals are gone. Because there was an internal that was yeah. meant to do that. But that's yeah. another thing. But hey, it was it was really emotional getting to see like Bucky like trying to trying to kind of like redeem himself and, and kind of like um recover from all of his like PTSD and all that. Uh, you know, he tries to right his wrongs and like he, you know, he's even become friends with the father of a, a man that he killed. Yeah. But he does, um, he does like, most of his so actions. In a, he does most of his uh, correction stuff in a smug and arrogant way. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> he does it in his own way. He's like, that's he comes up to the car. Personality and he, anyway. He's, he's remote controlling the car, gets him to crash. He comes up and he's like, Hi, I am no longer the Winter Soldier. I am James Buchanan Barnes. <laughs> you're, you're a deep crowd. <laughs> One thing that I, I think will be very, another thing that you have to understand about Bucky, too, is like, you know, with him being mind controlled by Hydra and stuff like that, he, he's paranoid too. It's not, he can't trust anybody. That's the issue here as well. Is he, it's so far hard for him to trust anybody because he doesn't know if somebody could be a Hydra agent or not. Like, that's, yeah. that's the thing he's got to go through too. Is like, he literally could be easily turned back into the Winter Soldier just by some no, Hydra agent showing not up. Not anymore because his time in Wakanda fixed that, but still. Oh, that's was, right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he yeah, even yeah. said though, that the only time of peace he ever had was when he was the White Wolf, when he was in Wakanda. He was in the, at the end of Captain America in the Civil War, they put him in that like freezing sleep yeah. chamber. To, to help. Yeah, to help reestablish, like, had to take the brainwash out of his, out of his head. And it's confirmed. I mean, they did do it. He, he, for the first time in his life since he went to war, back you know World War Two, back in the nineteen forties, he's had freedom, true, absolute freedom. No one's pulling the strings. He's been pardoned. He's free to do what he wants. But that's the issue he's having: is what does he want? Exactly. And he doesn't have that control. Like now that he has control of his own life, he doesn't know what to do with it. And that's why I say him being the director of shield would be perfect because it gives him a purpose and helps right the wrongs that he's done, but also help restore the world back to what it was helped fix 
the lives that peoples were ruined because of Thanos. I think that Bucky is going to try and really step up to try and stop the Flag Smashers because, you know, like the Flag Smashers, uh, what was it? I believe in the comics, Flag Smasher found out at some point that Hydra was actually funding uh, Ultimatum. And, you know, that that could be an interesting uh, way for them to go about it and everything if Ultimatum does make an appearance. And what's important for people to know is that Flag Smashers believe in a new world order. They believe in no borders, no you know countries one unified nation they and that's what they, they want to have kind of what they had during the blimp they want that back uh-huh. um, and lucas can go in a lot back. more detail than me yeah i think it's important i think it's important that we make the distinction um in in the comics there's there's only one i mean there's there's three different flag smashers but the one that's kind of along like this storyline that we're in is a uh, carl morgenthau um, so basically, the the name Flag Smasher is here. Um, I feel like it's it's basically Ultimatum. Um, it's just not called that uh, within the MCU. Um, and and we've we've already had it confirmed. We're not going to have Carl Morgenthau. We're going to have someone named Carly Morgenthau. So that's something interesting to to see going Gender forward. Bench. Women rule. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for it. Ethan, you got something for us? I was wondering, do the comics and the Flag Smashers have anything to do with Baron Zemo? Yeah, I believe they do, don't they? They have like quite a connection with them. You can see the appeal that he has on them. He brought down the Avengers from within. Um, and if they, in which this is a route they could go, if they were to seek out a way to destabilize governments and countries overnight, stuff like that. Baron Zemo's the perfect guy to do that. Well, see, um, that's the thing, though. You got to think of it as that the Avengers are already disbanded. Like they, yeah, we don't have the Avengers. Yeah, and, and it's because well, it's not even because of them. It's just because you know, like with Tony Stark dead, uh, Cap's gone, uh, Falcon's like doing his own thing, uh, Bucky's trying to recover, uh, Vision's Vision's dead, Wanda's gone. Doing her own thing, so like She's basically, in the woods. basically, the Avengers are disbanded right now. They no, they are not a thing right now. Yeah, how many of the Avengers are still alive? We got well, Thor. Thor <laughs> Thor's around, but you know, you know how Thor is. He's gonna get back in shape and everything. It, it uh, Thor, Hawkeye, and uh, Bruce, Bruce is. Bruce is still well, around, but the problem is Bruce is still having an issue trying to control the Hulk. Like, even though yeah, he's perfect, now nah, his hands all jacked up from the snap. Oh, that's right. Yeah, his hands all jacked up. I forgot about that. I don't know if the the whole like smart Hulk thing will stick. Mm-hmm. Um, going forward, I mean, there, there's so many storylines that they've yet to kind of go through, and we'll see that. So I feel like we could see. Uh, later on, yeah, we'll but I definitely think him. Bruce Banner could be the new, um, the new kind of leader of the Avengers, and that could be something really yeah. interesting because I feel like Hawkeye's still he's done, he's back with his family. Thor's gonna be doing outer space stuff with Guardians of the Galaxy, so he's not coming back to Earth probably anytime soon. And Captain then, Marvel, cool. Captain Marvel, like the well, same way, original. like she's she's, she's not, a yeah, it's not original, but I mean, she's. Out of Poor the original four people that were from the Avengers one, it's just Hulk, Thor, and Hawkeye that are left. Black Widow's dead, Iron Man's dead, 
Cap went back in time. Now he's an old man. So yeah, and we we actually don't have it confirmed uh, whether or not um, uh, Steve is dead. I mean, yeah, they just say time. that he's gone, but I mean, you know, he even in the talk, uh, Sam and Torres are talking like, uh, like there are rumors that um, that he's, he's on, on the moon, moon, which I like, uh, that which I thought was a nod to, to like uh, Inhumans yeah. and Adelan. Well, that and then in the Marvel's Avengers game, uh, Captain America was trapped on the moon for five years during the events uh, before Marvel's Avengers, the video game. And then also, too, I thought this might be a nice little sneak in of Umbrella Academy where Luther, number one, he was the man on the moon. He was stuck on the moon doing missions for his father. And then his father died and he came back from being on the moon. And he was watching over people on the moon. And I thought that was a nice little nod maybe to Umbrella Academy, too. More so maybe the Marvel ties, but it's also a parallel. Yeah. I could see it with Umbrella Academy as well. I thought it was funny. That's because, you know, it's more relevant now. Umbrella Academy is than ever because it's been a fan favorite. So maybe they did do that for people who would catch it. I'm sorry. I got really hyped about that. Who knows? Oh, no, you're fine. <laughs> Man on the moon. These writers, they up um like e- even with things that we we will catch like ever i mean they, they fill up these shows and these movies mm-hmm. with like um these references like even just in like the wording that they use like um like even the the scene that the next scene with like sam and his family you know that they, they have the line like you got to marvel at it like th- things yeah. like that and like in one of his you mentioned like strange yeah, uh, and like me. things like that that they'll, they'll put in like words in the back of your head to kind of make you like think about things. You got to blame James Gunn on that because James Gunn was in the first Guardians of the Galaxy, chalked it full with Easter eggs, and then everyone's been hooked on it since then. Because apparently there's still like an Easter egg that no one's found in the first one that mocks people about. Uh, no, they, they, they didn't they find did? it. Well, they did find it. I, I believe it. I believe it has to do with like the. The uh, certain songs that are in that um, the awesome mix volume one, and that's the thing. Like James Gunn, he's got us all messed up with these Easter eggs. Now we look everywhere, uh, and I like how it's it's they've really taken hold with it because people know that the fans like that. It gets them to watch it, gets them to rewatch it, gets them to study the lore, and it makes bigger fans out of people. So yeah, it's a good thing. It's a good oh thing. yeah, for sure. I mean, oh, but yeah, that's Mephisto twenty thousand times. You mean Mephisto? Say it right. Oh no! Um, <laughs> so yeah, next the... with Sam and his family, and we kind of see a more personal side to him. Um, mm-hmm. Spidey, what did you kind of think of that scene? Uh, I'm sorry. Well, so... the family scene with Sam Wilson. With Sam Wilson, uh, the, the, like, uh, the personal scene with the Sam and his family, and kind of like I like that we got to see kind of like more into like the background of his of him and his family and stuff like that. And like, you know, like they suffered whenever he disappeared and stuff like that. I feel like his sister was being selfish, though. Like she kept throwing it in his face. Like we had to pick up the pieces when you were gone. And I'm like, he didn't have a choice. Yeah, Like he literally had no choice in that. Like, seriously, like like, I, 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 I agree with you on that. But she like you know, face and it was making me mad. I feel like you know, like you know, with Sam and everything trying so hard to 
like keep her fishing business afloat or whatever to keep that fishing boat and stuff like that because it was like his uh, his parents and stuff like that. I feel like I feel like Sam can't move on. And I think that's mm-hmm. that's a problem, too, is that like if he can't yeah. like adapt and move on, he then he passed. Yeah, you if he can't let go to the past, then he's not going to be able to move on as himself or move on to be the next Captain America and everything. Mm-hmm. And I think that's I think that's his major issue right now is that he can't let go of the past. He like all, with Bucky too. Mm-hmm, it's the yeah, same thing. I, like it's literally like trying to forget the past and move on to like the next generation and stuff. But these guys can't get over it, and that's the problem. Yep, I agree. And you know, I I think that I think both his sister is wrong. I think his sister is wrong. Yeah. To, you and know, so next throw them- we have that scene with. Um... Sorry, I was talking. You not hear? Yeah, I don't think I was I talking. Lagging. Yeah, I think slower Lucas lag. You hear me, Lucas? I think he's a little maleist. Sorry, buddy. We're having some technical difficulties here. Uh. Anyway, uh, as I was saying, I was saying that like his sister or whatever, he, uh, you know, she basically like through the whole like him being gone for five years in his face and everything, which I think was kind of, you know, it was rude and it was like kind of a slap to the face, even though it was out of his control. And but I think at the same time that she is right about Sam trying too hard to keep this mm-hmm. uh, fishing business and stuff like that, I think that. Sam and Bucky just need to let go of the past or else they're not going to be able to make themselves I, better. I definitely think she wasn't handling the situation as the best she could. But I mean, yeah. also then Sam was making things difficult too, because she's ready to move on. She's already kind of grieved and came to terms yeah. with it. And then he's just like, back, he can't let go right back in her face. Like, no, 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 come on. And then it's causing that friction, that frustration. And I think they'll work it out. I think they are going to sell the boat. I mean, I think we'll have a moment where he learns to let go and he'll sell the boat. And then that's where he'll start to be coming ready for Captain America. He'll, it'll be emotional. He might cry. There's no telling. He might get a little uh, teary eye on that. But I think that's that's something we can see too. Probably in the next episode or two. Because yeah, I think this probably will be over a course of a couple months. You know what I mean? It's not going to be a day, day, day because the 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 villains have agendas. Obviously, they're not going to be robbing banks every single day. We're probably going to see maybe a week later, right. a month later, and we're going to see events unfold over time. And so, and maybe that also will then help too with the timeline issue that they're having now, because we're twenty twenty one and that's twenty twenty three, and so they'll probably do those kind of time skip things, which they can do in move in TV shows, but they can't really do in movies. Right. I definitely think this is going to take place over um, at least a, a couple weeks, uh, kind of like WandaVision. Like, I, I I definitely don't think it's going to happen all at once. But I, I think um, in the beginning, we're definitely going to see, like, some reactions to different things. Like, uh, we have at the very end, you know, we have the introduction, the introduction of uh, John Walker, the new Captain oh, America. Captain America. Great value. That's my joke. Um <laughs> so and, and then um, of course they've got to react to that because I mean I don't think they should just let that happen yeah you know um but no um after that scene with Sam and his family we have a scene with um 
with Bucky, um, and he's um, he's on his date. That was set up by his friend Yori uh, Nakasima. He had. Um, what do you guys think of that? He had her in the palm of his hands. She was melting for him, and he was like, "Nah, girl, I ain't no simp. I'm out." <laughs> no. She caused him to, like we talked about earlier, caused him to kind of come face to face with his actions. Like it keeps coming up, keep affecting him, and I think it was just too much for him to handle at the time. And honestly, I think he is kind of a ticking time bomb with that. He just kind of can't handle his emotions right now. And I think and he knows to push it back. He's resorting back to that because you had to do that when you're fighting. You can't hold on to your emotions. You have to push it down. And he's trying to do that like he's fighting himself. And it's going to bottle up and maybe explode at a moment. And we kind of see right. that. He too. can't really afford to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. And we kind of see him kind of try to vent it out by going and seeing Yuri. Yeah, uh, and that was definitely really emotional. At the end of the day, like he when he went to go uh, visit um, Yori um, to like pay him back for lunch, but that was that's so emotional. I, I definitely think Yori knows now that there's there's something up with with Bucky. Yeah. Especially so hopefully how, we'll see that in the next episode and kind of see time. maybe that. Like, I think he knows the. Whole I think time. he can figure it out. I think he already has because he keeps bringing it up. I wish I knew about my son to the one guy that did it. I think he knows. That's just heartbreaking. Yeah. Ethan, where's your mind blown when you saw that? When you saw that that was the father of the kid he killed in the flashback? Yeah, I was wondering what he was going on about. Like, I was confused at first, and then I thought, and then as soon as I saw that picture of him on the wall, I was like, oh. I feel dumb. I kind of got a little teary-eyed with, with Winter Soldier. I'm not going to lie. I'm very, I, le- I wear my heart on my shoulder, and I was like, <laughs> what are you doing this to yourself, Winter Soldier? <laughs> Emotions. So, um, so, yeah, and so right after that scene, we have um, uh, the Flag Smashers. We finally see Torres again, and he's definitely caught up with the Flag Smashers because oh, he... Uh, He's he got goes to, see to, him to eye a, to eye. He goes to Switzerland, uh, outside of Swiss Bank, where they're all supposed to meet. And uh, we see them jump out of a second story window with these huge bags of money. Yeah. Um, and then everybody has the Flag Smashers mask on, and they're kind of it's kind of like a too fast, too furious thing where they kind of mix up everything to uh, kind of overwhelm the police. Um, they're just passing off the bags, um, you know, hot potato. Hot potato, hot potato. Yeah. I, so that was in- interesting to see. And they, they have to be powered somehow because, I mean, to jump out of a window like that and to, like, land on your feet with, like, uh, bags that are th- that heavy, I mean, that's just, and that's insane. My first thought was Super Soldier Serum, and I think it's very plausible um, we have the off-brand super soldier serum that was um, concocted because of Bucky's blood, you know, and that was the whole point of Civil War was Zemo killing off those super soldiers there. But it's very that plausible that there was other facilities. Um, and then the whole idea that they just didn't get rid of the, the, the formula for it, maybe that was recovered. And maybe, you know, so, or somewhere else they've done some off-brand tests because we know there's Russian version of the super serum 
soldier we see that um in black widow we have the red guardian and if anyone knows he's from the comic books he is the russian captain america um so for me I, that's what i kind of thought it was maybe uh, a recreation of the super soldier serum um and, you know and i feel like that's very grounded it's a very sound theory i don't think you know you know it's not plausible i think that could be the yeah. issue because he yeeted that person like something that's something captain america could do and we've seen him do uh, and definitely from um uh, Captain America Civil War, we know there is more of the super soldier serum than what there was um, in the Captain America the First Avenger. Because mm-hmm. um, we see those those five bags of super soldier serum and like they're still around. Yeah, Bucky still. Um, yeah, so I mean, could have, could have stemmed from that. Personally, I think um, I agree with a lot of uh, fans who have theorized about Carl Malice um, and a power broker. Uh, maybe we could see someone just selling superpowers. Um, that could be something we could see. He could even be involved with the Flag Smashers or Ultimatum um, within the MCU. Um, so that could be something as well, just someone um, making it kind of a business out of it. And that would be that would be a very real thing, too. Either one would be a good reason for why Bucky would get involved. Because... Creating artificial enhanced supervillains is a no-no, and he being an ex-enhanced supervillain, um, I think that hit him close to home, and he would want to interfere and try to stop that. And maybe because you know Sam sees these similarities, he tries to bring Bucky back into this because he knows he's the only guy that could probably help. Yeah, no one's and got an if, arm like him. Yeah. And if uh, Falcon Winter Soldier kind of follows the comics with uh, John Walker, um, who's our new Captain America, um, you know, he could have um, those abilities. Um, so that that could be really interesting as well. Like maybe they got him from the same place. Um, so we'll see that going forward. Maybe hopefully in episode two, we'll have some kind of hints to that. Yeah. And for those who are upset with this off brand Captain America, don't worry, he most likely won't last long. We see in the trailers, Sam has the shield in different scenes that we haven't seen yet, so most likely he will get this shield soon. Um, and then also, too, pe- uh, people who read the comics knows that he also, be- this guy becomes U.S. agent at a point. So the mantle of Captain America is still up for grabs. It won't last for long with him. We, we, we know that. So people who are deterred from wanting to watch more because, you know, they, oh, that's not my Captain America. This is some scrawny-looking scruffer. Um, don't worry, he's not going to be there for long. We'll most likely get to see Sam Wilson soon. Yeah, and if they do take that route and um, go with you as agent, I would be really supportive of that, and I would love to, to see that um, in Falcon Wear Soldier. Yeah, Super Patriot or U.S. Agent, whatever they call him, I, I would be all for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I like that character in the comics. I'm not sure what I think about him now. Um, I've I agree with he's a lot a of people. He's a really a face. But. Yeah, he's a phony, a big fat phony. So, no, uh, and then right, right after that scene with the Fox Smashers, we have um, that scene with, at the bank. They're trying to get a loan. Uh, what do you oh. think about that, Spidey? Hmm, it's it's very interesting for sure, though, because you know, like. 
I don't know how to explain it. Like, um, it's very jacked up. We learned. Yeah. We learned the Avengers never got paid. (laughs) I just, well, yeah, there's that. And then, you know, it's just like, like them, like, even though, you know, America needs a symbol and everything, I just feel that it's, it's cheap. You know, it's not the real Captain America. Like the one who like, was there fighting like fighting uh red skull and shit back in the day and whatnot. Like it's not the same. And like, I just feel that, I don't know. I just feel like this new guy is just, it's just some like their cheap attempt to try and have a symbol and everything. And I feel like reds, I I feel like a Falcon will definitely take up the mantle later on the road and put this guy in his place because I feel like this guy is just a fraud compared to cap. Right, and with with the bang, I definitely think the show is going to be really government involved. I mean, they, they I mean, they basically like lied to Sam. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they, they like this is a good decision to leave it in the museum. Um, you know, this is out of respect for Steve, and then they just the same guy too that just like gives the shield away to this new Captain America. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It just gets on my nerves so much. Um, so, and hopefully we'll we'll see kind of um, Sam and Bucky's reaction. I don't think they're gonna take it very well. Um, yeah. But that uh, we see kind of Sam's facial expressions. You know, he's just heartbroken that they've they've done that, and they've kind imagine of what, imagine what imagine what Bucky's thinking right now. Like if he's if he's seen that. I can only imagine how Bucky feels about it. I guarantee that's how the second episode's going to start is with Bucky learning about it. And then him just being pissed beyond belief. That's his his best friend that they just kind of replaced him. You're replacing like his his memory meant nothing. Like everything everything that he was like the symbol that he had become, like he, they just, you just can't give that away. Yeah. So, so it, has to, on, it has to be earned. Getting back on track too. So then we were at the bank and that's something too, that really upset me is that, you know, he kind of just like, Oh, we well, don't have an income in like five years. Yeah. I was blipped, bro. And you know, I've, I've worked with the freaking Avengers. Like, what do you think? And he's like, and then I have government contracts and it's like, yeah, you're a hero for our, the world, the universe, really. But don't care. You know, they kind of really just screwed him over. It's like, like, it's like, what, they do all this for nothing? You know, they're not, like, it's not like it's My Hero Academia where they get paid in organizations and stuff. You know, it's kind of jacked that they don't have some sort of compensation for them. Like, oh, you're a hero. Great, thanks. But, and then they just leave it at that. Like, no, come on, man. They have lives, too. Obviously, it's affecting their lives. I mean, Bucky was literally sleeping on the freaking floor. So, it's kind of jacked up on that. And I think it's just... I mean, if it was like Captain America or something like that, I'm sure he would have done it. And I'm Yeah, why was that? I noticed that too. Like, why was he sleeping on the floor? Because like, they don't I'm get a, paid. I mean, I, I'm sorry, infinite. You think... They don't get he's paid? He's not paying for that therapy either. That's government mandatory. Well, <laughs> and it kind of reminds me of the scene from... Um, from Captain America and the Winter Soldier, because they they talk about um, they talk about how their bed is too soft, and they just feel like they're sleeping on a cloud. And they're gonna sink right down to the floor. Oh damn! 
So I mean, he's spent like 90 years fighting. I mean, he's he hasn't been able to live a comfortable life. So why not a since comfortable he was bed? Like, since he was like a teenager. Well, he went off basically. to work. He would probably have been, what, 21? That's if he stayed with legal age. I mean, went younger. Um, yeah, could, it could have been 18. Older. Yeah. Could have been but, right out of high school. Well, he said he was 112. And so, and then he's been fighting for 90 years. Let's see that. So 112. I put 112. He could have rounded. He said 112. So let's see, minus 90. That means he was 22 when he went to wars. So that makes about sense. So. Yeah. So, um, but with that, I think um, that's about all, all we have. Um, I definitely think we're going to see Zemo and uh, Sharon Carter in the next episode. So that's something to look forward to. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, you know, we might even just get a whole episode where it's just them. And then we resume with Falcon and Winter Soldier in episode three. Or, you know, which I think would be harder, but split the episode between four people. Uh, so they'll definitely have to do merge scenes if they want to show everyone. But I definitely am excited for a second episode. Can't wait to see more of Bucky. That's who I'm really excited to watch um, and see the, their growth. And, you know, honestly, I feel like this is going to be an even bigger series than WandaVision. I feel mm. like. I mean, that's that's true, true. personally. I mean, it's only six episodes, but I mean, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's been really good. good. I'm still upset about that, dude. Like, come on, just six episodes. Yeah, I mean, oh. you gotta realize each episode is almost an hour, so that's definitely yeah. a lot more than one of it, like the 25 minutes that we get. Yeah, you could be excited too because once it's over, then we get finally a Black Widow if they don't move it again. Um, and that's Let's another hope. Let's five movie hope. we get to hold on to. I know. I, I think we're guarding it so bad. I think, me personally, yeah. I think we should do this. Uh, like whenever they have a new Marvel movie come out, we need to all get together and go watch it in theaters, and then we'll do a podcast after that. Oh man! Oh, don't, yeah. don't, don't give Lucas yeah. a heart attack. He does our scheduling. He's not gonna like that. No, no. I'm <laughs> saying like, like I'm saying like, uh, like, like if we get the chance to, that way we can all go watch it and everything and. You know, do a podcast and talk about it every like afterward. But you know, yeah. it's whatever. We'll have to yeah. figure that out. But yeah, no, I hope you guys are um, have felt well informed with this. You know, this could be a mini series, six episodes. We'll cover it all. Um, let us know if you think we missed anything. What are your theories? You know, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram. Let us know. We'd love to hear your feedback. Um, we have a Patreon now. We we'll have some comment uh, content coming out soon. Me and Lucas just did a couple stuff today. So we hope you guys were able to get onto that. And look, we look forward to hearing your thoughts and comments. Yeah, if you're not a patron, um, you definitely should. We dropped a uh, My Hero Academia expectations video today, and we also uh, released a new update of the Avengers PS4 game uh, with that Hawkeye update. So definitely, it's worth giving a listen to. And all our live streams and everything are going to be on there. All our bonus episodes, and you'll have access to Discord chat. Yeah, and if there's any kind of uh, you know content you want to see, you can let us know there too as well, and we can look into it. Absolutely. Awesome. Have a good day. Thank you guys for listening. Week. I'll see you.